And we're back, downtown Indianapolis, episode 16 of the Sam Fouch Show. This is going to be a special one. This is actually my first time not only having two people on, but a married couple that's actually in the same industry, the real estate game. They are almost make up two-thirds of a transaction. We have JD, who's a mortgage lender, and then we have Taylor, who's a real estate agent. So I want to start with you guys giving some intros. JD, why... Obviously, you wanted to start in the mortgage game. Why did you, what interests you? What made you want to sell mortgages to people, offer that service? And uh, why did you choose the company you're with currently? Oh, for sure. No, I mean, so the, the, the beautiful thing about mortgages is it does a couple of things. Number one, every transaction's different. Every person's different. Everybody's credit score is different. Everybody's reason why they're getting into a home is different. So living in a world where a lot of people want to make widgets and they want to figure out, okay, from a factory perspective, how can I get this done a little bit quicker? Right. That doesn't work in the mortgage game. When you're, when you're focused on who the individual is, what their needs are, what their credit profile is, and what it's going to take to get them across the finish line, that's why I wanted to get into it. Because I, I've lived in an environment where I've been a problem solver. Background was I was in the military uh, doing uh, analysis. And when I'm doing these analyses, it's very uh, a very different approach uh, than a traditional problem set. Because you, you know what the end state is, but you don't have all the answers to actually get there. So you got to figure that out. So that's why I actually got into the mortgage game. Did you start from the military straight into the mortgage game, or did you have any other things that you did prior, or what made you want to just get into that career? Yeah, so, well, a lot of it had to do with, like, why did I get into that career? Well, number one, my wife is a realtor. I was going to say, I, I, I think <laughs> I had a hand in you getting in there, yeah, but no, okay. he, he had yeah. <laughs> so, it fits him well. Yeah, and and so, because it, it's a very binary situation. Either you're qualified to buy a house or you're not. Right. And if you're close, we can have that conversation on getting you there. But at the end of the day, you got to take those steps to do it. So that's kind of why I got into the game, because it's complex problems. Every problem's different. My wife's already doing it. And if we can help the clients that we deal with get into their homes, it's good for them. And of course, it's good for us. Okay. Taylor, let's move on to you. Why did you want to sell real estate? Well, I never had any desire to sell real estate when I got into real estate. I mean, I was in advertising sales okay. for, gosh, I, I want to say 10 years altogether ever wow. since college. I went to Purdue and interned at an advertising company and then got on full-time as admin and then worked my way up to the youngest account executive there. So um, then I moved to D.C. and transferred to that role out there, made it to President's Club, and I came back and I quit <laughs> because wow. I said I need a change, but I didn't want to be in a C-suite. I didn't want to sit at a desk. Right. I knew I wanted to be out. Um, and then when we bought our house in Maryland, the girl that was our realtor, who I didn't know at the time, was pressing me to become a realtor. And I was like, what do you get out of it? Nothing. She said nothing. Anyway, it took a year and um, was at another point in my life where I needed something different. Uh, and I decided to take a leap into real estate. And uh, I do not regret it, especially my first, my first year or two being in the D.C. area. Got me ready for this market back here because really on the East Coast, it was always crazy. I hate using that word in this market, but it was always pretty pretty intense out there. So It's crazy. Yeah. I know. It scares people when we say that word, but it's unprecedented. What did you pull like 10 years in advertising? Yeah. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of time. That's a lot of experience. <laughs> did, did you take a ton of stuff from that and transfer into your real estate game? Or? Yeah. I mean, looking back, I think... Um, I mean, the scariest thing, I was always commission-based. Right. You know, okay. I, I had a little base, you know, a little cushion. Right. Um, I think for me, that was the scariest thing. Yeah. I mean, if you know me and my husband, I'm, I'm all about security. You right. know? So I was just like, 
I know we're a two-income household, but can I do this? Right. I knew I could do it customer service-wise and you know, sales-wise. But I mean, I didn't really know how, how successful I'd be. I mean, my first sale threw me for a loop out oh, there. Yeah. So I'm the, and that's a diamond in the rough type of story that I have. Um, you know, when people want to get into real estate, they always want to know, how did you get started? What was your first deal like? How long did it take you? Right. It's a great story, but it's a diamond in the rough for sure. But mm-hmm. So now we got that handled. Let's ter- talk in terms of, obviously, you work for MJW Financial. So what do you guys offer in terms of a lending let's say, services, benefits versus other lenders? Sure. So one of the biggest selling points for MJW Financial is that we have everything in-house. A lot of these companies are, are, are a lot larger. They have many different offices around the state or even around the country. And so when it comes to a customer service standpoint, we are actually able to have all of our underwriters, all of our processors, nice. all of our loan officer assistants, all of our transaction coordinators, all of our loan officers and our sales team and our complete uh, and entire staff essentially in one building. Really? Um, which is, it, it happens. It happens in this industry, but it's not as uh, frequent as you might think. I mean, right. th- there's a lot of other much larger companies that some people believe are local, but whenever you, when you actually dig into who actually owns that particular office, their license is actually owned by a national brand. I got gotcha. you. So MJW is a purely a local lender. So whenever you're dealing with a lender that actually understands the market that they're working in, right. it gives you an opportunity as a buyer to know that the person on the other end of the phone is somebody that you can meet and have coffee with. Right. It's not it's not some banker with Chase or some other, you know, rocket mortgage. Not to say these people aren't good because right. I'm sure that they do great work. Work, but just having that that personal relationship with the individuals that you're doing business with is really what sets MJW Financial apart. Uh, we're extremely active in the community. Uh, we are actually working with uh, a couple of charities to actually help directly give back to the community. Right. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you're not investing in your community, then that well, money is not going to be there for the community to utilize and to grow. I'd say the big takeaway that you mentioned that you guys do is just relationships. I, I think it's such a pivotal thing as a business. You know, obviously we want to. Everybody wants to sell. We're all in sales here, us three. But if you're not going and building that relationship, making them feel comfortable, making them feel like they're appreciated, I mean, what what are we doing? So the mm-hmm. fact that you guys do that is huge. Um, so let's go even a step farther. This is something that interests me always. I'm all, I'm looking for a property. Um, myself. So tell me, I'm Sam coming in. Hey, JD, how are you doing? How do I, what do you need from me to get pre-approved? What's the steps? What are the criteria? How does that work? Walk me through the workflow. Sure, sure. So prior to 2008, you could say, hey, I'm Sam. I make $2 million a year and I want to buy a half million dollar house. And there were lenders out there that would say, okay, yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't need any proof. You say you make $2 million. And you we know say, what happened after that. That's right. crazy. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So, so, so things have drastically changed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much a, an individual that wants as limited government as possible. Right. But sometimes you have industries that get out of whack and start doing things that are really unethical and take advantage of the buyers. So what we do whenever I deal with somebody like yourself who wants to come in and buy a house, I'm going to ask for some very simple things. I'm going to verify your identity. Got it. I'm going to verify how much money you have in the bank account. I'm going to verify how much money you make. Right. Those are simple things that, believe it or not, did not really happen on a large scale if you saw how the market crashed in 2008 that didn't exist. But now we are required to do all the things. So assets, how much you're making, 
in, what type of property, your kind of work history, and that right. sort of thing. Credit score. Credit score, mm -hmm. of course the credit score, um, you know, and the, the good thing about the credit score, a lot of people think, oh, I have to, I have a bankruptcy, I gotta wait seven or eight or 10 years to do this. Not so much, depending on how that bankruptcy was actually filed, you could buy a house as quickly as two years. Really? As long as your credit score is recovered, right? So th there's a lot of factors that go into it, and that's really why I like being a lender. Gotcha. Is because I could have the same person who filed the same type of bankruptcy two years ago, and it's a completely different profile because maybe one person fell back into not paying their bills on time, right. and the other person really buckled down and said, that was the worst experience of my life, and I never want to be in that again. So asset statements your pay stubs, driver's license, and that's pretty much it from a pre-approval perspective. Right. Now, once we get into the actual loan process, depending on the type of property you're buying will depend on what type of documentation that we need. Well, let's keep running it. So now I got my pre-approval. Yeah. Now I would go to Taylor as a buyer's agent, say, okay, Taylor, I'm looking for a duplex under the 220K range. What would be your steps in helping me in that route? Sure. Well, from there, really, the lender and the and the realtor and the client really are intertwined, um, right. because when you when you're talking about a duplex, that changes from a, a residential home too. I mean, the down payment changes, okay, all kinds of things. Which a, a lot of people who are looking to even live in a duplex, that's what they're going for a lot these days. So a lot right. of people don't realize that you can't do a three three and a half percent FHA on a duplex sometimes. Why is mean? that? It's an invest. Well, it's considered an investment property, even if you're going to live in it. It's right. and this is is some of where JD can jump into, you know, on the regulations on that. But it's not a single family residence, okay. so down payment has to increase, and there's other things that that they're going to be looking at. But it they do take into consideration like the income that would come from the other side of that right. duplex that can help mm -hmm. people you know, with the buying power of a duplex. And so helping pay for their mortgage and while they live on the other side or fix up the other side while right. they... But yeah, so once you get the pre-approval, it lets me know how much they can afford. Right. And then I, I don't really take buyers out um, until they have that because right. it's just going to get their hopes up, right. everyone's hopes up on, ha on, on a house that you don't know if you can afford yet. And, and we, in this market, you have to move quickly. Right. So you need that piece of paper. 30, I mean, you need to be... I mean, it's gone but by the time you send it to me or I send it to you. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to waste your time. No. Also. Nobody wants to waste their time. Because no. like, you go out and see a house, you fall in love with it. And then I got to be the unlicensed therapist that I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's, it's unspoken, but it's true. It is very true. And so true. we have to talk everybody off the ledge, including ourselves. But <clears throat> Back on the effort, what are some things that you've seen as a realtor that goes into... Like, say, if I was in the same round duplex, 220K, what are the things that an FHA loan requires? How do you, how would you get one versus not? I guess asking both of you. How would you be allowed to have one? Like, what are the stipulations that you wouldn't be able to get an FHA loan? Well, I, it, FHA and conventional, it's really just depends on your situation. Right. Like, credit score, okay. cre largely credit score, no? Yeah. Right? So, well, so, and down payment differences, but. FHA is, is actually a purely government-backed loan. Okay. Okay, so the government says, regardless of this person defaults, we're going to figure out a way to make the note holder whole. Right. Right? But it's also a little bit of a lower interest rate. Right. But there's also this thing called uh, mortgage insurance premium, which is for the life of the loan. Right. Right? 
but you also need a little bit lower of a credit score to get into an FHA loan. Gotcha. There isn't necessarily uh, income caps that might exist with some other uh, FHA products. Like there's a product called the FHA Home Ready Loan. Okay. Uh, but that's going to be capped at the median income for uh, the area that you find yourself in. So, for example, in Indianapolis, that's about $63,000, right? So if you're right. an individual making less than $63,000, I've seen interest rates as low as 5.125%. Uh, gotcha. Even two days ago, right? But traditionally, for a conventional mortgage, you could be talking almost 6% right now. Right. Uh, with, with the way that rates are going. So the, the, the pre approval process for an FHA loan, very similar to what it would be for the uh, conventional. conventional loan. And that definitely, for anyone watching uh, the house hack model, wanting to be a first time home buyer or also be a real estate investor, that would be. Very big information. Mm -hmm. But let's move to you, Taylor. We've talked about JD. We talked about why you went to MJW Financial. Taylor, so did you always have your own brokerage um, under EXP with your own name, or did you start somewhere, or what was kind of your first steps into the game? Yeah, no, I did not always have my own <laughs> brokerage. First off, you I have didn't think so. <laughs> you have to be in the game yep. for at least two years before you can even have your own right. um, brokerage. But I, I didn't intend on having my own brokerage this soon either. Really? Um, I mean, I think... Being in this industry, I've um, I'm I'm very much so a planner, right? Um, and I, I like to, have, <laughs> and I'm married into the military, so I right. think just kind of I'm learning to let go a little bit. True, but um, just be, being in this industry and having to deal, figure deal, stuff deal, out, yeah, big, figure stuff out, and yeah. then and then after we moved back home, have that's really what kind of opened the door when when my husband deployed. And I had a five-month-old, and I came back home, and I was very excited, but was not licensed here yet. So, and I, I got two licenses out on the East Coast very quickly, right. and realized here was a little different. And so, getting business here was harder. Um, and so, I won't go into the whole story, but either way, I, I was with Compass out in DC, okay. and who's now here? They weren't here at the time. I got you. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't move with them. Right. Um, but because I was licensed in multiple states, I fell upon EXP. Um, on someone on Instagram going through the world. It's like a virtual it's yeah. a virtual brokerage. It was very it's it was very odd, but literally cool. virtual brokerage. Yeah. Yes. And so I JD had a friend that I that connected me with out there and I I got on with EXP with her and um, thought about joining a team because I wasn't getting any business. And right. I went to my now sponsor, Glenn Bill, okay. who's awesome. And he was like, uh, yeah, no, I don't have a team. No, I don't want you on my team. I was like, well, cool. I mean, I, I didn't really want to be on your team. What was I thinking? Um, but he said, but I will sponsor you, but you've got to go start your own broker. Because I had to leave and come back. Okay. So it was kind of like, put on your big girl boots and do this. And I was like, okay. So I literally left his office and went down to IPLA, turned my paperwork in. It was just, I was just me. I said, I'm Taylor Thomas Realty. Wow. And literally from there, I that took my business to a whole other level. And really? I couldn't tell you why. I think in this... This day and age with women-owned businesses and just this the entrepreneurial spirit that was out there, I I took my business twofold. Glenn didn't think I was going to come back to EXP. I was by myself. Really. And then I needed a little bit more of a backbone. Um, I knew I kind of wanted to start growing a team because yep. I I couldn't service all my clients the way that I wanted to right. just by myself. So then I went back to EXP, um, and now I have five agents. Under wow. And growing. So. I know why it worked. <laughs> I know why it doubled your business so well because you burned the boats. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely so you basically right. Basically, just hopped off, said you're I'm all in, right. and uh, all, I'm not coming back. Yep, and so. it does something. It lights a fire under you. It I'm really telling does. you, it does. Yeah, that's uh, that was an awesome story. <laughs> I was not expecting that. So yeah. now you have five agents. So how do you manage going from yourself taking it all in? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even ask a question before <laughs> that. 
How did you garner business early on as an agent when it was just you starting out? Yeah. Um, what were some of your tactics? Well, I'm, fr- I'm this is my city. I'm from right. here. And um, finally, after getting in my mindset, after getting over the fact my husband was gone, right. and I'm, I'm living with my mother at the time. We're just going to get down to the details because we just moved. We still had our house in Maryland. And I had my five-month-old, and Gosh. I'm figuring out life. That's okay to admit. I right. had to figure it out. You know what I mean? And um, I, it took me a little while to get licensed because I was, had a lot of things going on. But as soon as I just put it out there and was confident yes. in my ability, because I knew I knew I could do it. I did very well in D.C. And people knew me as a real estate agent out in D.C., but I had to let people know I was here again. Right. So what I started doing was doing open houses for yep. Glenn and doing live live you know videos of them. And then I, I that's how I got my first listing here. Well, it was my second listing. Um, they saw my video and said, Taylor, I didn't know you were back in Indy and you're a realtor. My investor friends from college. Uh, and so that's how investors became one of my niche groups. And I mean, it could be, we could have a whole nother podcast on that, but, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's crazy how, how it all unfolded. How many transactions did you do post starting your own thing? Like how much? Basically, basically DC. <laughs> okay. So you I, had a lot yeah, of so experience I mean, under your yeah, belt. I mean, before. I, DC, I was a I was a rookie, if you will. But right. I mean, I I kind of got like the rookie of the year awards out there. I mean, I did pretty well. Right. Um, but I did more volume right. than transactions out there because they're higher price point. You know R- what I mean? So sense. I did like ten million out there when seven seven deals gotcha. <laughs> type of thing. You know right. what I mean? Um, but but now I mean, I've I've done I don't know like forty transactions in the last twelve months type thing. That's awesome. But that's I mean, in my mind, I'm like that's. So I want, I have so much higher to go, you know? Well, let's transfer then. Let's fast forward. How's it been managing five agents on your team? How have you went from, okay, now I'm the business owner, sole proprietor, but now I have people to train, Mm -hmm. get going. What have you done differently in that route? Yeah. Um, it's, it's all, that's always a learning process because delegating is super important. Um, and it's not something that I've always been good at because it's always been me myself i trust myself i can do it right um but i know the power of a team um and uh i i honestly feel like i attracted the type of people that i wanted on my team Uh, you can go recruit all day like you can't she's definitely hunting up vinegar i can tell you that much (laughs) Well, we're yin and yang, and it works. But um, I'm more vinegar sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm the black and white numbers guy. Right. And, so. and he attracts the right people. But that's for me, and that's how I've always been. I, I attract like-minded people, or the the kind like if you want to call it manifesting, if you there will, who I the want. Universe. And, and the people mm-hmm. who are on the the women first off who are on my <laughs> team, and men are allowed. They are. But I'm telling you what, like I don't know. I look at them, and I'm I tell them I'm thankful for them all the time because right. I am. I got some badass women on my team i yep. really do yep. from from newbies yep to veterans i right. mean they're in it to grind That's and so like i don't have to do too much handholding and which which i'm happy i have i have a, a very servant's heart if you will so right. i will i will give a lot of my time but what i've learned is i gotta fill my i gotta make sure my cup is filled so i can fill others so of course these ladies allow me to still do that and i'm here anytime but they're they're killing it and they're gonna go that's phenomenal. Know, so are are you looking to grow an agents? What's kind of your next? Yeah, actually, I didn't. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. But it's actually a perfect timing because I am. I'm. I'm getting a lot more business in the southern part of gotcha. Indiana, and um, I. I don't. You. I don't travel that far. I'm. I'm located on the west side. Right. <laughs> so in order for me again to service my clients the way I want 
to continue to service them, I need I need to add to my team primarily in the areas where I'm I'm starting to get a lot more business. Right. Um, so one that I they're going to have business that I can give to them. Right. Um, primarily around the that Camp Atterbury, um, you know, Bartholomew, Shelby County, Johnson County area. Um, like I said, most of my women are on the north side gotcha. or west side. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking to grow. Well, you heard it here first. Taylor Thomas, she's looking to grow. You? On you? the Sam no? Fouch no. Show. Don't all come at once. <laughs> on the no. Sam Fouch Show. <laughs> now let's move. This is I talked about this in the intro. So, you guys, yeah, what is your most memorable deal? We'll start with you, J.D., from, I mean, start to finish, offering a loan, offering a uh was it? I wouldn't call it a mortgage. I'd offered a, a lending opportunity. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, so if you say, you know, I'm a loan officer, I'm I'm a loan consultant. There you go. That's uh, the you better know, term. You know, because because sometimes whenever you deal with folks, they they need consultation. Oh, they for don't sure. they don't need to be you <laughs> know dictated to. They just need to be helped and sometimes even handheld. Yep. So I, I had a gal who uh, who moved to Indiana um, and she was working out in Hendricks County. And she was, you know, unfortunately going through divorce and uh, her husband or ex-husband, I guess I should say, was military, right? Okay. So that kind of cued me up a little bit. I said, okay, so you were married to a guy in the military and it didn't work out. And there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't work out. And I'm not Dr. Phil, so I'm not going <laughs> to get into marriage <laughs> advice. Right. Um, but, but, but I could tell that this, that this woman really wanted to build a life in Indiana. Got it. Um, and so she had gone through her bank traditionally, and and Taylor was actually the realtor that was on this deal. And the bank didn't respond whenever it came down to, we're actually ready to you know buy this house. We have an offer. And and this woman is, she's distraught. Yeah. You know. It's and scary. so 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 luckily, you know, me being in the role that I'm in, um, Taylor was like, hey, talk to talk to JD. You know, it's a one stop shop deal. Like he's going to make sure that he can do whatever he needs to do to get it done. But mind you, we're under contract already. Oh, and wow. Yeah. And Correct. so now... So the clock's ticking. The clock's ticking. That's the clock's ticking. really scary. Yeah. Right? Because we still... I mean, and this was uh, about a year ago, so the, the market was just growing leaps and bounds. Appraisers could not keep up with all the houses that were coming up for sale and right. that were being bought and all these contracts that are flying around. And so, of course, you know, she, we're, we're talking. She's like, can we get it done? Can we get it done? I said... I think we can. Right. I think we can. And so I, I was able to uh, work with her, get those documents done, right? But but closing day was when it really hit me about yeah. how, how impactful ha being a homeowner and actually having ownership of something was, right? With my background in the military, not very emotional. Oh, boy. But like <laughs> at closing day, uh, she was there and she just started bawling whenever they handed her the keys. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, you know, me, I'm like, okay, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're there, they're <laughs> there, they're there. But, you know, and it didn't really hit me how impactful it was even in that moment when we were in that room and she was just crying right. because I, I stayed and I talked to the closer for a couple more minutes. She went outside and about 10 minutes later, she was still in her car, and I could see that she was on the phone, and I could see that she was still very emotional. Right. Right? Because owning a home is the best way of, of actually building your own spot in this world, right? Oh, for sure. And, 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 for and sure. the fact that she said, you know what? Things didn't work out where I was from. I'm coming to Indiana. I'm planting my flag, and I'm able to get into a house 
for her and her son was probably the most memorable deal that I've done. Yeah. And because making an impact in people's lives right. is really what this industry is about. Byproduct is you make a little coin. Correct. But if your focus is I'm going to go out and I'm going to make money and I'm just trying to burn through all these transactions and burn through these people and just get the deal done. That's going to work for a while. I agree. But but eventually people are going to grow frustrated because they're like, this dude isn't genuine. He just right. wants a deal. Right. That was that was awesome. That was, I was not expecting that. I was that. hoping you were going to talk about that deal. I was like, don't <laughs> nudge him, don't nudge him. And you did. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> talk about a very fulfilling, yeah. you know, like you mentioned, just to not only to make money, but man, I mean, you literally helped her a ton. Yes. You made her dreams come true. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, do you tear up at all at the closing? Well, <laughs> you know, you don't have to answer that. Like you know, I it was it was one of you those. You did text me. You were like, I did not know closings were this emotional. Yeah, I know. It was, was it like, was it was one of those like I'm not crying, you're crying type situation. Right. Like wow, I can't believe the pollen's really kicking up in this uh-huh. room. But uh, but it was it was very it was very um, eye opening, right? Because sometimes you deal with people and it's their second and third fourth home that they've bought, you know, and they're older and so they're. They're kind of numb to it, right? right? But whenever you're dealing with someone who is new to an area, trying to figure out, you know, where they're going to live, yeah, and then having a deal almost fall through because, unfortunately, some larger lenders mm-hmm. they still offer good products, I'm not disparaging disper- anybody. It's just not the only thing they do. But the, we're not disparaging banks, right? Right. But but you know. but but you're a you're you're a loan number to them. You're Correct. not you're not the client's name exactly and and every client i deal with like i want to know about your kids i want to know about your family i want to yep. know about you know what your future plans are uh, because you're more than a transaction to me taylor what about you what's your most memorable <sighs> transaction i got a lot to choose from but uh the, the one the one that comes to mind is, was friends of mine Kay. who had reached out to me again over over facebook like oh and, I, and you know how those people that look and never like or never comment, you're like, yeah. I didn't even know you were looking or even knew I was a realtor. Right. Um, but yeah, they, they reached out and they had a bad experience with a previous realtor who sold them their home um, that they needed to sell. So I sold their home and helped them buy another one. Um, sold their home quickly. That was no problem. But they needed to sell quickly in order to buy. Right. You know how this market is. So they needed to use those funds in order to have a down payment for the other house. Right. And so... Um, we sold that house, but then they found it was a little harder to find another house for them. But we finally found the perfect house out in Bainbridge, okay. which I didn't even know what it was, but I, 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 I now <laughs> know and I have an affinity for Bainbridge. But um, it was it was a beautiful ranch brick home with a basement, which is hard to find, right. with land, and they have you know four kids and five dogs and six cats, you know all this stuff. Yeah, and so, but they find this house and we we get it under contract. But it's it's an estate sale, and I've done plenty of estate sales, but this one was a doozy. Okay. <laughs> so they they don't have their house anymore. They even had a rent back in it. You know what I mean? Where right. where they can stay in the house a little bit longer, and so by the time whew, they they had tax problems, tax liens on this house oh, that they didn't yeah. know about. Yep. Um, all these things kept surfacing about this house that kept pushing closing back and back it. and back. Yeah. And they were the whole purpose was to get a house the new house by the time that school started for their kids. Mm. So we're now fast forward um, like a week and a half before school starts and they are not in the house. They're living in their aunt and uncle's like Airbnb rental. Oh wow. A two story condo, which does not fit all these, these people in it. 
And we have we have no idea how we're going to get this closed. The right. lender and I and JD wasn't in the business yet, but um, they're sitting here like, are we are we going to have a house? To I was like, I will not rest. I will <laughs> give up my entire commission. Damn. I will until you know until you get this house type of thing. Right. And I really had no idea how I was going to make it happen. Really no <laughs> idea. Um, but uh, the lender and I were we were close. We we're like, let's go grab a drink. <laughs> and figure out, seriously, and figure yeah. out how this is going to work. And that's, that's the beauty of this business. Everything, right. it's, a crea it's creativity. It's figuring. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's say yes, figure so it out later. So myself, right. the lender, the title, right. the title <laughs> rep, we were like, how are we going to get this done? Even, and even the seller's agent, we crunched numbers. We rolled figures into the loan. That, so I learned so much on this deal I that I didn't even know could happen. But everything is negotiable if you work hard enough to get the deal done. So All many right. people, and even the agent on the other side was like, we're going to have to meet your release from this. I said, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> like, we're not because they're literally going to be homeless. Right. And so um, we went back and forth. The attorney on the other side was like the tax, like the husband had passed and had a business that the wife didn't know about. Oh, boy. Yeah. And so there was millions of dollars in taxes. Even if he sold the house, it wouldn't pay off the taxes. Mm. So we were trying Dang. to get the IRS to just forgive the loan. Yeah. And the IRS, being the IRS, of course. was not getting back to us. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And so um, they moved into the house pre-closing. It was all agreed upon, right. hoping that it would close. So they had no idea. They were living in the home. The Per the, the seller agreed to let them do that because they knew they had kids and they became close. Right. And I'm like, I sure hope they don't have to move back out of this. That'd be awful. You know, but long story short, it closed. Um, I was paid a small commission because right. <laughs> I did give up some of my commission because I, the numbers had to work out. But right. um, yeah, they, it's their dream home and they have done that home up and they're so happy there. They've added probably five more animals to the mix. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's still one of my most memorable 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 um, transactions. I so, mean, when it rains, it pours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah it's like... It's uh, not always smooth sailing, but no. if you get the job done, I don't mm -hmm. want to say with the right agent, but it's true. So many people wouldn't go through all that trouble. I mean, this it's not just the transaction. It doesn't it's say not. you worked your ass off for that. Um, I'm, I like to say I'm a very boots on the ground <laughs> and a very caring agent. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to still lay your head on the pillow at night, you know, right? at the end of the day. So, Huh, that was... Uh, that sounds like a lot of work. I was just visualizing <laughs> everything you just had to do there. It was. And then I you mean, even had to cut your commission. Yeah, no, that was about a nine-month transaction. Right. I don't think people take into no, account people, what agents... Yeah, so, yeah, people say, oh, we're going to close in 30 days. Yeah. We're going to close when everything yeah, is we clear. Yeah, no, we had no right. closing date, nine. <laughs> no That's closing crazy. date. And And the buyers were the best buyers. They were. They trusted me. They. Right. I couldn't have Man. all around. Great. And these aren't salary businesses no, we're running here. No. These are uh, commission-based, <laughs> right, so we don't right. make any money till the end. So keep uh -huh. that in mind if you want to use a realtor or a mortgage <laughs> consultant. That was uh, that was that was deep as well. So let's now, because as I mentioned in the beginning, what about you guys? I think it's so cool that you guys can work alongside each other. Has there been any deals that you guys have done together? I know it sounded like you, she was working together on that one with that lady. Um, but what about just you guys working together? How do you guys? use that to your advantage with your clients. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll let her lead because 95% of the time, nobody asks, who's your favorite loan officer? Right. Right. You go, you go <laughs> onto social media and somebody says, they, they've never, they've never asked that question. Right. right? So 99% of the time they say, who's your favorite realtor? Right. And I think that a lot of it has to do with 
the realtor is who you interact with the most. For sure. Right? Sometimes so you I, never see the title or the, the lender. Yeah. Now, unless you, that's good if you I, do. But. Right. I, I do make a concerted effort to show up to every closing because one of my first closings that I had was so impactful. I got gotcha. the, 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 the one that I told you about, about the gal who uh, His lives first out in Lenders County. Yeah. So that was the no, first one. Not no. you attended. Oh, no. oh you okay. attended. Okay. Your sister. Okay. Your sister. <laughs> okay. Uh, so back whenever rates were down in like the twos. Yeah. She was like, I want to refi because you know I got these you know plans or whatever. So, um, her sister knew that I was a lender and and used me. So, I guess you know when and you now she's a realtor you, on my team. When oh, you, yeah. When you when you Small marry world. into the family, you marry into the business, and it all <laughs> works out. You know, it's a fa- it's a family affair. That's right. Um, but working together, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. How does that <laughs> offer? Because even with this question, how does it offer benefits to your clients? You know, being the one-stop shop. Yeah. Um, you don't see that much. I don't. I haven't interviewed any people that are like, yeah, my husband and wife are rolling. Lender and agent. Yeah, it's rare. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, and you, my my husband will tell you, because um, I was in this business before right. him, and so I'd made connections, obviously. But it, that's beside the point. But I wasn't sure how people were going to take my husband being the lender and be like, "Are you just trying to get me to use?" You know what I mean? True. You know, I go through all these scenarios. That up, so, yeah, I get you it. Know, I get it. But I, I've never had any pushback, and honestly, people prefer that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, but. When, like he said, people will reach out and ask you know, the realtor, who, who should I use? Or they don't even ask who I should use half the right. time. They either come to you already pre-approved, True. usually through a bank. Yep. And if they are, that's an easy segue into at least... And look, I, all, I usually tell people to, to, to get a second opinion anyway for rate shopping or whatever. Yes. But um, it's always better to go local for a lot of right. reasons. I mean, namely... Um, if I mess up the deal, you can punch me in the right. face. I mean, one, right. I'm you like, can't, I'm you <laughs> can't you can't punch you can't punch some dude who's sitting in Wisconsin in the face because right. he didn't care about your transaction. Right. More personable so, too. Right. So that's I tell right. him I can babysit the lender, and so <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's and they even get, more true. And they get a laugh about it, and so that's 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 the the stage there. But um, the t- the timing. I mean, this market. I mean, yes, we can get into it later. It's cooling slightly, yep. but even even still, like you need to be quick with instant it. Instant communication. Instant ca- right. communicate. Over communicate. That I'm huge on that. You cannot over communicate. Correct. Like if, if I don't in hear business from you, and in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't I, I didn't tell him to say this. Stuff, yeah. Right. He's doing well. She's over here kicking me in the leg <laughs> though. She's like, you better, <laughs> you better. <do." laughs> um, only five years, but five years in military time is like twenty. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, no, but so when I t- when I tell them that it's, it's crucial in this market, that, that gives you competitive edge. When when the lender and the realtor can play well in the sandbox, and oh. I, I can approach you in a way that's not just so like professional. Sometimes, sometimes right. I got to be able to call you or text you or at eleven and yeah. be like, "Hey, do we get the? Can we get this right yep. now?" And yep. that gets stuff done. Yes. That gets stuff done. But on a on a bank or whatever, and I say banks because they close. They're nine to five. Yep. Eight to five. Mm-hmm. They do not look at their stuff after not five picking o'clock. Up the phone. I've called somebody at five oh five, and Nothing. I got their voicemail. Yep. You know what I mean? Because they do other things other than loans, got and they're when I've lost deals that way. Right. So that pretty much gets them on board, and then starts at communication yep. quick, fast. I mean, all in house, just like in the lender. You want to all in house. You want to be able to reach out and touch, or you know, get immediate answers. Right. You know, yeah. and, so, and it matters on the seller side. The sellers are savvy too, or the agents on the seller side. They, they care about who the lender is. Mm-hmm. If you, if you come with a bank in this market, their, your offer is going to be pushed aside most likely right. because a lot of agents have good relationships with 
local lending companies. And so if they know you're using a specific company or at least a local one, yep. they're going to feel a lot better right. about that. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, how we met, we met at the Morrisville Chamber of Commerce meeting, my yep. God, you know, yep. and we, we would not be having this interview if we didn't understand that relationships are the only thing we have. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, then the Morgan County, my board too, that bowling event. Yes. Yep. We yep. went there. That's a, uh, I wanted to w hit one more thing. Definitely with, like you guys mentioned, these past nine months in the real estate market has been insane. So for you guys, like you said, to be so, I would say the difference of using a traditional lender versus like JD or something, you're fast. I mean, you got to be fast. I mean, like homes are going in seconds. Yeah. And I've had people ask me, they say, JD, how quickly can you get me a pre-approval letter? Right. How quickly can you get me your bank statements, your <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh -huh. and, and, and everything that I'm going to ask for in the next 15 minutes? Yep. If you can get that stuff to me quickly, then I can do the analysis and I can have it back to you in a couple hours. Yep. Right? Because there's some people who do commercials that say, we can pre-approve you in minutes. Five minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's no different than a than, than, than city card sending you a... Uh, uh, we you're, you're pre-approved for this amount on a credit card. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, no. Then you have to call them. You have to do the application. You have to actually go through that process, right? right. So you're not actually you may be pre-qualified for something, which is different. But you're not pre-approved. I mean, words have meaning. I think that we should know that that a pre-qualification is not a pre-approval. Mm -mm. Right. Uh, pre-qualification is just uh, all right. Cool. It looks like you can dunk. Without pre-approval is, pre is like, all right, no. All hearsay. I make this Duke much, I make this ball. much, my credit might be this. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll pre-qual you on this. Right. It's not a pre-approval. Yeah. Okay, well, into the last segment, I always like to end with future, future goals, where you guys are heading, and then always just any community stuff that you guys do to get, because I know, J.D., you mentioned that early on about how important that is. Um, so if you guys want to start with, like I mentioned, some future stuff that you guys want to do, Obviously, Taylor wants to bring on more agents. JD, any uh, aspirations that you're trying to shoot for in the lending game you can think of? Yeah, well, so currently I, I actually sit as the uh, the treasurer for the Hendricks County Division of MIBOR. Nice. Um, so I, I think that becoming more involved in the, the, the MIBOR community is something that I really want to do. Yep. And also getting involved in the real estate or Realtors Political Action Committee. Is that what it is? Real mm -hmm. estate? RPAC. RPAC, right? Mm -hmm. So because like the, those organizations are really what runs the machine that For is sure. central Indiana real estate with yep. the, the, the counties that my board covers. And so g getting more involved in, in how the, the sausage is actually made. Correct. Because uh, it's one thing to see the end product. You know, hopefully you build relationships with realtors. But if you don't actually understand every step of the transaction, how can you be the best loan consultant For that you sure. can be? Yep. So always learning, always getting more involved. Um, and then, you know, one of the funnest days I have every year is whenever uh, we do our Realtors Day of Action. Yep. And a, a lot of that has to do with we're, we're going to go to the community and we're going to work with the church. Uh, we I was in Morgan County and we actually went down to, uh, sorry, Boone County, not Morgan County. But we went to a church that had a garden and the church said, hey, we need, we need mulch spread, we need weeds pulled, we need stuff planted, right? Because it's all volunteer up there. Right. But that church also had, it's a community garden, right? Mm -hmm. So not only are we helping out, you know, a church, which is a great thing, uh, we're pillars of the community, we're also helping them help others directly in their community. Gotcha. Um, and so that's really what I want to do become more involved in, in those organizations that I mentioned and just, you know, d do more public service. For sure. Uh, because 
you can make all the money in the world, but if you're not positively impacting people's lives, what's the point? What's the point? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was going to hit on that. I definitely going to those MyBoard events, you how you mentioned you want to see the whole scale of a transaction. I mean, you have people on the title side, the appraising side, talking all the time. Um, that's just good information to consume, mm-hmm. you know. 100%. For, what about you, Taylor? Anything you can think of? What, there's my future or what I'm involved future in? Future involvement. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, gr- growing my team and just and kind of evolving that as it goes. Um, yep. I kind of run my team a little differently than a normal team. Right. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm a part of EXP, which is a little differently run For sure. uh, brokerage as well. So, I, I mean, I think that's definitely how the future of real estate is going. It's going to be evolving anyway. But I sit on the um, the committee on the One Zone Chamber. Um up in Fishers, Carmel, Noblesville, all that stuff. But for the new um, women's committee, if you will, so OWN, O-W-N, One Zone Women's Network, um, which actually plays a hand in, in, in my business in general because it's it's very important to be involved in real estate-specific things, which, which I am, um, and looking to get more involved in for sure. But just in the community in general, I mean, yes, you have a question? Yeah, I oh. do have a question, a really good question, <laughs> yes, actually. And then let's also talk about with Camp Atterbury within driving distance, what might a service member find if they're assigned to Camp Atterbury? Well, let's rewind that, actually. Yeah. So we got the Indianapolis, Greenwood, Franklin, Columbus metro areas put you near many amenities. So what do you think is the housing situation like in Indianapolis and it points south? So I don't even know where I'm going with Yeah, that. no, I mean, I think I can answer it probably. Yeah. Yeah, just just talking about that area in general. Camp I mean, Atterbury. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, veterans I'm working with right now, Kay. particularly in the Franklin. I mean, all in the, all in those areas that are that are near the Camp Atterbury area, or just in general, want to be there down that area. Um, and John, I always tell them Johnson County is uh, Johnson County, Bartholomew. They all have great schools. First off, so right. a lot of people are coming here with families or want to grow their families. So. That off the bat is good for personal reasons, but also for resale value. Any, right. Anywhere where you have good schools, whether or not you're gonna, ever going to have kids, it's great for resale value. Um, but also Johnson County in particular, is a very, it's very central, located to the downtown area, to Indianapolis downtown area, yep. and Atterbury. So you know if you don't want to live out in the country, Johnson County, Franklin, all that, Greenwood, great, great areas to go a lot, a lot more of the shopping, um, you know, restaurants type of thing. Um, and you know the Bartholomew and Shelby. Honestly, they're all kind of, they're all kind of experiencing a little bit of growth there too. Um, but we could get into another topic of how the uh, inventory and prices and everything, because it's still very very tight. But those areas are really great um, to kind of invest in. And if we had more time, I can definitely go into to more detail in all those counties. But um, I know that a lot of the military service members are looking in those areas. That's the Sam Fouch show.